0: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
1: Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to our guests and visitors, both here in the sanctuary and those who are visiting with us online. It is also good to see and to welcome uh, to our service today, Dr. Scott Sundquist the president of gordon Conwell Theological Seminary, a seminary that is very important to some of us. But it's good for us to be together in the house of the Lord one more time. We don't know about next week, but we are here today to give worship and praise to our God. So the title of the message today is, What's in a Name? Every one of us has been given a name. Most of us have a first, middle, and last name. Our parents gave us the name we have for a reason. We may have a name of a family member or a loved one who has passed. We may have been given the name of someone famous during the time we were born. I'm one of those. Whatever your birth name or nickname may be, there's a reason why you have been given your name. Our name is our identity. Over 2,000 years ago, a man stepped out on the scene of time to break the stony silence from heaven. Israel had not heard from heaven for 400 years. And suddenly, out yonder in a barn in Bethlehem, the cry of a baby pierced the night, and heaven's a cappella choir stood on the balcony of glory and sang, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And yonder in the satanic underworld came a cry, a cry from Satan himself, as he recognized that the champion of champions had been born, and no longer would he dominate mankind, that his strength had been weakened, and Jesus Christ will ultimately defeat him on the cross of Calvary. Yes, there was a name that the world waited to hear. Other names had come and gone, and had left nothing but spiritual darkness in their wake. There was Moses and Daniel and David and Jonah and Jeremiah, whose names are recorded in Faith's Hall of Fame in Hebrews chapter 11. But they could not remove the burden of sin or bring happiness to a broken heart. So God ushered his son on the stage of time, to enact the drama of the ages. So there are just two points of this sermon. First, that Jesus had a predetermined name. When Mary and Joseph were given the task of naming their firstborn, they did not have to consult grandparents and other relatives. They had been told what the name would be. And so let me Read from Matthew chapter one 2021, 20, 20, starting on at verse 24, the context. It says, while, Jesus, while Joseph was thinking about this, that is whether he should marry uh, Mary, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, the baby or the, if the baby Mary will have is from the Holy Spirit, go ahead and marry her. Then after her baby is born, name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And Luke, in Luke chapter 2 and verse 21 says, a week later, that is after he was born, when the time came for the baby to be circumcised, He was named Jesus, the name which the angel had given him before he had been conceived. The name Jesus was divinely decreed and settled in heaven for all eternity. Why was heaven so particular about the name Jesus? because Jesus because God had determined that the name Jesus would be the only name to unlock the infinite resources of divine grace only that name would allow us to obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need nothing is released by heaven except on the authority of that name take that name to heaven's bank and no matter how great your need It is supplied. Listen to what Jesus told his disciples in John 14, 13 and 14. Jesus said, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. And the Apostle Paul, writing in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. By the authority of that name, countless millions of believers have received answers to their prayers. Cherish the name of Jesus and you will see a rainbow in every cloud. Pray in the name of Jesus and the gates of impossibility will swing open and bid you enter. Stand on his name and the hounds of hell that dog your footsteps will bow down at your feet and lick your hands. There is power in the name of Jesus. Without him, life would be just a cruel hoax that God has played on mankind. Secular society may try to remove his name from every building and from every poster and, and even... Holiday called Christmas. Nations will come and go, regimes will rise and fall, but the name of Jesus will march on through time as the Savior of mankind and the King of Kings, whose kingdom will never end but will expand as He heals the hurts of mankind. Jesus is a name above all names. As the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, Paul says, Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all name, all other names that are the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow in heaven And on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God has given Jesus the name that is above every name. God has ordained that one day his son will be universally recognized as the Lord of heaven and earth. Many people didn't recognize him when he walked on the earth. People today still don't know who he is. But a day is coming when that will change forever. When that day finally arrives, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. All creation will physically bow before him, before the Son of God, and acknowledge his Lordship. Note how universal this will be. It will include all creatures in heaven and on earth and under the earth. That would include angels and saints in heaven, all those living on the earth, and the demons and Satan himself under the earth. No one will be left out. All will be included in the universal declaration that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus will have the last word. Thank God most of you listening to this message already love that name. You have surrendered to that name. You worship and praise that name, which some find offensive if you talk about him in public. For us as Christians, the name of Jesus is above every name and will endure forever. There is no other name that is greater than the name of Jesus. Thank God for all of you listening who can echo the words of Lola B. Long. In that hymn, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same as his lovely name. And that's the reason why I love him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. But the second point is that Jesus has a predetermined mission. Those of us who are parents look at our children and wonder what they will become when they grow up. If they have an aptitude for music, you wonder whether they are going to be uh, musicians or have a career in music. If they are interested in cars or engines, you think that they might become engineers. If they are given... To much talking, you wonder whether they will become a preacher, a lawyer, or a politician. But who knows the potential of a human life? Who knows what the children in our homes, in Sunday school, in junior church, or in the classrooms of our public and private schools will become? Unknown to us, God has his plan for each of them. Some will become great scientists, artists, teachers, lawyers, engineers, politicians, and great mothers and fathers to train a new generation of great men and women. But here was one whose mission in life, to the last detail, was predetermined, foreordained, and foretold before his birth. The angel Gabriel announced the purpose of his coming. The work he was to do represented the name he was given. As Matthew chapter 1, 21 says, And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And Luke chapter 2, 8 through 11 says, That night in the fields near Bethlehem, some shepherds were guarding their sheep. All at once an angel came down to them from the Lord, and the brightness of the Lord's glory flashed around them. The shepherds were frightened, but the angel said, Don't be afraid. I have good news for you, which will make everyone happy. This very day, in King David's hometown, a Savior was born for you. He is Christ, the Lord. So Jesus did not come to introduce a new economic system. He did not come to introduce a new political system or just to improve the temporal conditions of life, even though those have been affected by him, as those who have committed themselves to him have proclaimed the Lordship of Christ over these areas. He came to save men and women From their sins. Jesus means Savior. He came as perfect God and perfect man to handle our sin problem. No one mentioned in the Bible could do that, for all had sinned and had their flaws. Though there were men whom God highly favored, none of them could pay the bill that was was owed. He took a man from another world. Out from outside this planet, he made the journey from heaven to earth, from earth to the grave, from the grave into hell, and from hell back to earth, and from earth back to heaven. Jesus made the full circle, and he did not need any help doing it. When they laid him in the grave, the kingdom of Satan rejoiced. They sealed his tomb with the seal of the Roman Empire. And Satan said, I am done with him forever. But the rock on the outside was a pebble compared to the rock of ages on the inside. And so early on Sunday morning, he got up out of the grave, breaking the bonds of death with all power in his hands. The teachings of Jesus and his example were but incidental to the main purpose of his coming, Jesus told his disciples in Luke 19 and verse 10, The Son of Man came to look for and to save people who are lost. The mission of Jesus was a rescue mission. He came to save us from our sins, to make us heirs of God-enjoyed heirs with Jesus Christ. He came to take us out of nature's darkness into his marvelous light. He came to lift our feet out of the mire, clay of sin and degradation, and to set our feet on the solid rock of his righteousness. He came to tell us about the mansions of glory, which we can share with him for all eternity. He came to let us know that if we believe in him, we can have our sins forgiven, and we can petition heaven for whatever we need, and it will be given to us. He came to release us from the fear of man's greatest enemy, death. And if we believe in him, the scriptures say that we shall never die. Only the earthly tent in which we live will disintegrate. Peter Peter tells us in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 that there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And Paul picks this up in Romans 10, 12 and 13, and says, For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord over all, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be. Be saved. Oh, Paul also says in Romans 5, 8, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for our sins while we were still sinners. It's the name of Jesus still works like a charm. As long as there is sin in the world, as long as there is sorrow and loss of life, as long as there are broken hearts and wounded spirits... As long as there is cancer and hospitals and sick beds, so long will the name of Jesus have power. His saving miracles continue in the world today in the millions of churches to be found in the cities, towns, and villages of the world. Wherever people worship today, Christ throws open the door of heaven and sends his spirit to indwell those who believe in him. Only eternity will be able to reveal the number of lives that have been blessed and inspired and encouraged because of the name of Jesus. His name stands before, beyond, and after all others. In the beginning was the name, and at the end will be the name. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation and the creator of all things. He always was, he always is, he always will be. The world cannot understand him, the schools cannot explain him, the Pharisees could not confuse him, the grave could not hold him. He is love, goodness, kindness, greatness. His ways are right, his word is eternal. His will is unchanging and His mind is on us. He is our Savior, our Redeemer, our Master, our Guide. He is our joy and comfort and our hope. We serve Him because His bond is love and His burden is light. We follow Him because He is the wisdom of the wise, the power of the powerful, the ruler of rulers, the leader of leaders. The King of Kings and the Sovereign Lord of all that was, is, and is to come. He will never leave us, never forsake us, never mislead us, and never overlook us. When we fall, He lifts us up. When we fail, He forgives us. When we are weak, He is strong. When we are lost, He is the way. When we are sick, He heals us. When we have needs, He provides for us. And when we face death, He will be there to take us safely home. What a Savior. What a name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There is just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kings will all pass away, but there is something about that name. Amen
0: and amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at the 4 Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.